10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Well, I just cracked a beer, give me a moment. This is disgusting. Oh. This is, this is... Oh. <laughs> This is not. Oh, oh he's chugging the whole beer. Yeah, he's. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I no, think no he no. wasn't before. Now he, he is chugging the whole beer. You summoned it. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Taylor. We do have to start it at some point. <sighs> not a visual. <laughs> Welcome to Ari Friends. I am your co-host Taylor. I am your co-co-host Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who are no longer thirsty and have known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. That was a bad choice to chug because that was the (laughs) Licking Hole Creek Virginia Black Bear Russian Imperial Stout. So that was just like as I was drinking it, I felt my jaw begin to move as if to chew because it is a thick (laughs) beer. Let me just chug Uh, this milkshake real quick. Like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so uh, that first half of the beer went down in five seconds. It will take 50 minutes to drink the second <laughs> half of that beer. Oh, man, man, oh, man. Speaking of things that go down smooth, what are we talking about today? Uh, so today is my topic, and we are going to be talking about our Twitch streaming show, Outlaws and Old Ones. Pew, 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 Yeah, so I have I've gone through. So Shannon, who plays Remy McSquemmy, actually takes notes on every episode that she's on, but we have a, we had a patch. Never missing. seen her take them, but she just knows well, things. So I just read. At first, I was going to assume she was clairvoyant, but I read through all of them and I had to watch the episodes that were missing notes. Stop. Oh God! No. Ooh, uh, thank you for those. <laughs> um, to, so I have I have all the notes and everything that happened. So for our for our listeners, if you haven't heard us talking about Outlaws and Old Ones, it's a Twitch streaming show that we do every Thursday at 7 p.m. Sometimes we record it beforehand, so make sure you subscribe to our Twitch channel to be notified when that is going on. We Just. play a game called Call of Cthulhu. I am the keeper. Brian, we'll, we'll go through all the characters. Um, <laughs> this is how he is during his intro on the actual show, by the way, just co- running as the tracks are being built. Levels of just like throwing wood down to try and keep a bridge in front of him. Just I, feel I like... am Jorge, and I am the so keeper the show, of the game. The show like... is 100% <laughs> improvised, and I make an active effort to refuse to think about anything before I go into it. Nothing. So all storylines are 0% planned out beforehand. I don't even. The intro is random and sporadic every time. I try not to think about it until it's like literally go time. Uh, so you can you can hear it. And I think it gives it an authentic flavor. It'd be, I like uh, it. The reason that we're doing it this week is we just had our first mid-season finale. That's our first what twenty-seven episodes. Um, fuck. Yeah, they're two hours each. They're a romp, which, guys. Which, um, by the way, for any other show, that would be their fourth season. Or their, <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like that's fucking I, nuts. I, us I'm, with a nine-day time jump. It's our eighteenth day. <laughs> I'm going to to push on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna propose to the group that we do make it by seasons because it's going to be really annoying to call it call it like mid-season and like absolutely season one part one you know i might as well just call them i think but, we just finished the first season then yeah i think so too but we'll, we've got to get that approved 
by, by the group. So um, we will also in this episode link to our YouTube page, which has all of our cataloged episodes back. But be sure to like and subscribe us on Twitch and follow us on Twitch so that we can eventually get rid of that YouTube page and put them all up on Twitch forever. We're also going to link to our wiki, uh, which we would love your help on to help us keep track of all this shit. Because right now, the only record We're of it is what's it. on the wiki and those videos so and the the we have we do have copious notes on them and now i have condensed notes, but none but of it's yeah like, it's not like a bunch of details on each individual npc which we could use this is like a guy saying i have a book coming out and everyone thinking it's going to be this nice published mass-produced thing and it's him running around <laughs> with all of his first draft papers in his hands going here's the book and trying to hand out individual pages to people that's where we're at right now oh yeah uh, there was a, there was people on the trail uh, when I was hiking the Appalachian Trail. They would to save weight, wow. read a chapter and rip it out of the book. Like they what? would take to, like Tom Wait. Clancy door stoppers and like read a chapter, rip the whole thing out and leave it in a shelter. So you'd like wow. you'd start a book like chapter at a time. Like oh cool, I'll read this chapter tonight and then you know leave it for the next person. And then you'll get to like chapter fifteen and some asshole brought chapter fifteen with them like somewhere else. Like why? Why would you bring these seventeen pages somewhere? Like what? 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 <laughs> posterity? Did you, did you read an entire Tom Clancy Posterior. book? No, I read the first fifteen chapters of a Tom Clancy book, and then I had to stop. Dude, <laughs> I I can't stress this enough. And this is just a random, complete fuck you for no reason. You could put any other Tom Clancy chapter sixteen in there, and you'd get the same thing. Your level of experience and enjoyment would not be changed whatsoever. Anyways, getting back to this topic, we do actually have a fair amount of ground to cover, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go quick. Sure. <laughs> Call of Cthulhu, if you want more information on what that game actually is, you can check out our Call of Cthulhu episode. The point is, it's a tabletop role-playing game that is set in like the Cthulhu Mythos type universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Weird our version, science and uh, old ones and elder gods and shit like that. It's supposed to be like a pretty like horror-based game with... like monsters that you have to find out about and then evade and never fight do a ritual to stop them yeah but not just blow them away with a shotgun 40 times yeah so we actually play like a variant called pulp cthulhu in which all the characters are beefed up so they can actually fight monsters more often and there's a lot more like weird science and like psychic powers and things like that mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're playing a variant of that which we call outlaws and old ones <laughs> uh, which we, we no do rules nothing. A, no we do a few rule modifications mainly like around skill building things like that sure and the whole thing is based in the town of aurora Boro. <laughs> you did hear that correct uh so they're stuck in this one town and everything that every like place they go to every npc that they meet is all improvised but once they once they've been made they're like in the town now and they become part of the town so if you join and watch our twitch channel then you can actually come in and help us name people suggest people to join honestly if you just want a bear to appear in the like for no reason i can do it i can make that happen like within reason you know i can't like it's, yeah, it's it, got to be like reason, a bare possible situation. Yeah. But Within it, reason being, oh, they said it. You're walking. You, the bear is there. The town is surrounded by wood, so bear is <laughs> actually a pretty good yeah. thing to make them fight. Do you guys know the okay. uh, that stage direction in Shakespeare uh, from The Winter's Tale? Exit pursued by bear. Like, that's just a oh. stage direction in The Winter's <laughs> Tale. <laughs> like, just so it's just a joke for people bear. who like Shakespeare. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, I, don't know the, why I very much enjoyed that. Like, 
Yeah, here's my contribution. I don't like my contribution. <laughs> Never mind. So I'm just Can gonna you let it go. Forget it. I'm done. <laughs> but as for the the storyline, it yes. you would think that it would just be like a pretty simple, and then they fight a bear, and then they fight a wolf, and but it's actually like a pretty long, sprawling, multiple storyline, like things that were from the past keep coming back up. Like I've managed to keep it going okay, so I thought it would be nice to do a little recap here covering sure. from what the, the beginning to now i think uh just for the benefit of everyone the basic story before we get into like the synopsis is we're a group of adventurers from richmond virginia who adventurers. had to flee a bank robbery and that's how we ended up in the town of aurora boro where strange things keep happening in aurora boro and like we have to keep you know figuring it out and finding our place you yeah. were going into the courage of the cowardly dog. A little bit, there, and I was, yeah. I was there for it. No, no, I was, I was there for it. It was just I, great. If you don't think that the the phrase "abandoned <laughs> as a puppy" crosses my mind at least every pup. once every few <laughs> days. Uh, well, in addition what to creepy what, stuff keeps happening in nowhere. In addition Sorry. to what Taylor was saying, as part of my before the events of the show opening bit, uh, there is also they when they're they they'd set up. They were doing a job for a mobster in Richmond, Virginia in the 1930s. The The mob betrays them and they escape. As you do. And they are, they're having to flee the mob. And so they head out west and they stop by a gas station where there <laughs> oh, is, a, no. is a man who, be, who comes to be known as Baggy who just has like a bag over his head. And he like he has like a gun that he keeps in his hand. He like flails around a lot. And Taylor as who plays Conrad Harty? Do you want to? Do you want to give a description of Conrad? Oh, I bet you I want to give you a no, description please. of Conrad Hardy. You know, there are two things that Conrad Hardy knows about, and that would be what his dear old ma told him, and that would we, be also what he learned in the United States Marshal Service. Now, there's a couple of things need, that Conrad Hardy you will did, not you succinct, my man. It's like oh, that's not going, how Conrad Hardy does it. it is, oh no, no, it's not at all. This is Jorge playing with the puzzle box, and then when the Cenobites jump out going, I can't believe they showed I up. I did not What mean. a ridiculous thing. You summoned. Yeah. You opened it. I asked for he a came. description I don't know what to tell it. you. <laughs> that's what, that's like saying like, uh, oh, I was like, hey, tell me about the lament configuration and then Cenobites show up. That's not my like, fault. I'm the, sure in like Hellraiser 5, that just, just happened. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to. If you say the word lament, it's over. You're done. I feel like that's the one where the the space station that they're on is a giant lament. <laughs> it's a big. It's oh a reverse one meant to kill them or something. Like it's a fucking awesome. Uh, it's great. But Baggy, <laughs> yes, they. So Conrad Hardy shoots Baggy. Taylor shoots Baggy. Yeah, they steal his map to Aurora Boro and then they leave him for dead there. <laughs> and this is okay. These are I the events to, leading up to episode one. Yes, this is pre-episode one. I have to do in defense of my character slash myself. Hundred percent, we were at. It Tell was us a about tough Robin Renard. Situation. Uh, Robin Renard is a character now who is also. I I have long running. Jorge likes my characters for some reason, and I play them just smart enough to fucking get away from shit most of the time. So I have two long-standing characters now, basically, because this guy at this point has been around for fucking a couple years at this point, too. Um, but he's a former fucking carnival guy, and he's just like... Uh, he runs like he ran like a circus and everything in the Old West when he was in the, his 20s, and then it's been 
30-odd-something, which, by the way, that is our... Uh, we don't have a specific year. It is just set in 1930-odd-something. Which is the... Every time. Th- no matter setting. what. It doesn't matter. Anything from any year in the 30s can arrive, and we're like, it's because it's 30-odd-something. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but now he's old. He's like 50s now. Um, he's in his 50s, rather. But I have to defend myself here, where, or rather throw... Uh, Taylor under the bus instead of defending myself. But that is the defense is by throwing. Under I'm the sorry. Bus. When I play, there is no Taylor. <laughs> there is no, only yeah, Conrad that's Hardy. A great point. Okay. This it's, is. It's, I mean, it's another point okay. of the show that there is there is significant role playing. This is not something I've played Call of Duty a long time. I've never been a big role player. I've usually just told them like je- like the gist of what the person is saying. We're acting out all these conversations like, yeah, ad like nauseum. We're doing, it's we're like. Doing- you really, are getting dialogue again, we're entirely doing, improvised live. It's yeah, like we're doing Sorkin walk and talk together, moving around while doing things. Just like this is a mess. We're also um, very cinem- we're, we're very cinematic people. Like we we're movie people, you know. So like a lot of situations we describe using references to movies and TV, exactly what it looks like. So in my mind, I I start to get a very clear picture of what these things look like. Yeah, I was gonna say it's film, very easy know? to watch it in your head. Um, Defend Robin, oh, and then we got to move but, on. So, sorry, Conrad, we were on the verge of reaching a deal with Baggy. I'm pretty sure we actually did reach a deal with Baggy about yes. going together. Yes. And then some little thing was the equivalent of a twig snap, and it fucking scattered the the horrified dough that was Conrad Hardy, and he scampered off. And by scampering off, he just blew a hole in the side of Baggy. And in my kindness, we just left him for fucking dead at the gas station instead of blowing his brains out um yeah so i'm yeah. the best character in and uh as we're going through I'm this nice. there's going to be a lot of stuff that my co-hosts want to talk about and we can't we just can't it's on you it's literally it's like 50 hours of content at this point so we, we just can't cover a, every <laughs> you can describe a week <clears throat> faster than 50 hours of content because we know that because we were in it yes uh so go ahead, man. We'll we'll we're no, no, here. I want you want. to jump in, but make but save it, save the save the big nuggets. Absolutely you know? not. All right, uh, we'll save those big nuts for later. That's yeah. the worst thing. I'm ever. thinking that maybe we should do recap episodes like in the actual show proper and not keep them over here. I specifically did invite the rest of our cast because I didn't want everybody yelling over each no. other and never be able to get to it. Oh, uh, oh, you didn't invite the okay. Sorry. They they arrive at Aurora checking at the motel. There's Apple, the teen, the wayward teen who is who runs the front desk. <laughs> There's a hoot nanny that they go to that night where they meet Slim Jim, the bartender. They hear about teens who are doing car races at like make out point. They meet Bandana Jones. <laughs> they get warnings about the mayor who becomes a very like uh like a arc overarching arc like yeah. They meet Scratchy Tom, the MC. You remember him? We haven't yep. seen Scratchy Tom Tom in a long Tom. Time. I technically remember scratchy uh <laughs> there is pt Sinclair. the one thing i took away we from like, the, one, the cast the... we didn't tell everybody oh we yeah do the rest. So all we actually, of our characters yeah so you heard about conrad hardy kind of and robin renard we yeah, also have of. who wants who wants to introduce everybody else succinctly hold on uh, i'll do it succinctly all the way through starting with conrad hardy he said lyingly conrad hardy is an ex-us marshal who was thrown out for an ambiguous reason 
Um, he is also an amateur poet. He's also incredibly Midwestern. Robin Reynard, as uh, Brian told us before, is an ex-acrobat turned paranormal investigator for the last 40 years, like a little bit of an, uh, like a, a not intentional career shift. We have Remy McSquemmy, who is the daughter of Lemmy McSquemmy, weird science mechanic, um, who is rough and tumble Jessica Jones-ish and an incredibly adept at the weird science tinkering. It, we helps have- to, it helps to know that before the show, we played a few scenarios that were set in the Wild West. So some of these characters are related to characters from that. So Lemmy McSquemmy is from the Wild West and... Uh, P.T. Sinclair and Robin Renard have been alive since they're from that they've been alive since the Wild West and the last character yep as Jorge just introduced is the world famous P.T. Sinclair (laughs) who is now an out of time old timey western huckster of uh, like snake Snake oils of snake oils literally snake oils who is still alive well into the 1930s which if as we all know penicillin has been discovered at this point so Uh, uh, that's our cast of characters that that is the main cast we have a recurring we have a couple no mainly one recurring player uh, Emily Downey from Downtime Downtime with John John and Emily Emily, plays Scoop McCutcheon who is a, a young scrappy journalist Yep. looking for a scoop i don't think her first name is actually scoop i think i hope it's not because if it was then i would be annoyed at her parents it's like it, it's another career that. it's like detective or something for pigeon oh yeah. like her name it's like her name her name is like actually detective mccutcheon or something but her, she, she yeah but uh <laughs> she is from doesn't matter uh d-u-z-z-i-n-t m-a-d-d-e-r <laughs> west virginia um, i hate yeah <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Such she's she's great whenever heart. she comes on. Um, and that's that's kind of like those five, I guess, would be the the main playable yeah. characters that you see. Playable, um, uh, playable game. Yeah. It's a fighting game. We, we to give you an them. idea, like we're gonna be skipping a lot of like the the shenanigans they get into to hit the main plot points that you might need to know to, sure. to jump in on the season two, season one point five, whatever. Uh, P.T. Sinclair tries to sell his wares at this hoot nanny. They're they're at the night of day one and fail. Like he tries to dance with a woman, but he like fucks it up and ends up Dude. injuring both of them. <laughs> he's, like, like, he's like a hundred years old. He is an octogenarian at this. Just like he is. Yeah, the, immobile. The next day, they're they're going around town getting like information on various things. Like the the storylines are being created in front of them as they show interest in different parts of the town. So. Uh, Conrad Hardy is getting more information on the mayor from Slim Jim at the diner. There's uh, Remy McSquame who's checking out the mechanic shop where she sees like the the scary men in black like employees of the of the mayor. We find out later. Uh, Conrad does later try to he he goes to town hall, which is boarded up and guarded by the <laughs> men in black, and he later comes in and like manages to sneak he in gets and like. Him! Sees like a horrific mural and stuff, and he's like, "No, I gotta, I gotta go." <laughs> we have like a shop with a mumbly shopkeep. We have oh my god, <laughs> BT Sinclair makes a makes a tonic, uh, which goes really bad and sends him on like an acid trip. So he's like doing that the whole day. Basically, he ends up throwing up onto the ground, and by the end of like the first or second episode, that that is the vomit has grown tendrils and like becomes like a puke monster. That starts showing up later. Yeah, there was an unironic yeah. cliffhanger of the close closing in close up shot on like the multicolored puke, and then you saw it start to bubble up, and then a tendril shot out, and then we cut to black. Like 
that's what we're doing with this at this point. We're just grasping at what we have. So I, I feel like to get us through the plot points, we got to go even like higher, yeah, like even higher view. Um, so like first oh. night's the hoot nanny. The second night, we find out about the teens racing about uh, about <laughs> make out point. Right. I'm I'm only hitting the things that you need to know because they like are still recurring. Oh, really. gotcha. Like, like okay. the puke monster's still in play, and you need to know that in case he shows up, so you know where he comes from. <laughs> so you go, from. why is there a that puke monster? That is the fastest <laughs> I can possibly do the, the puke monster's backstory. We see Baggy arrive to town. Uh, there's a library where Robin goes in and sees like the 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 librarian who is basically the 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 bird teacher it's from Ms. Jimmy Fowl Neutron. From fucking Remember her? I swear to God, there's a reason I'm mentioning the there library. There is a reason. They go to the to the race, the teen race at night, which Taylor was referring to. I forgot that it, the original leader of the gang is named Jimmy Neutron, and the, oh, the yeah. original name for the gang is the Bottom Boys. <laughs> the Bottom Boys. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. Yeah, that yep. is what they refer to themselves. Well, it's because as. of their their hierarchy. Works by new members become the new Bottom Boy, exactly. and then you have to work your way up. You go up. Got to work your way up from the bottom through the bottom. No, uh, please. They're just teen. In order to do this race, Remy McSquammy modifies her car so that it can drop acid, like a like an old Batman villain or something, <laughs> yeah, or like what? a what wacky racers, like a yeah, wacky racers type yeah. car. Yeah. style move. Keep that in mind. They <laughs> oh, they defeat the teens in the racing, and <clears throat> Conrad <laughs> is trying to get them into his employ, so he says to return the next night. Uh, on day three, this is the first time Scoop arrives into town on just like a like a bus. That bus? then is like there's a bunch of descriptions of the bus. Don't worry about it. They she check out almost the... fades in and then is just like that's basically just, what happens. She's gonna fade like, in just and about out. the only way you get into Aurora Bora is based on the bus or if you, you call, have a map here in the first place. You call David Lynch and he goes, "I know how to do this," and then he I just know. gets you in there somehow. You're going to take a left after the eraser head next to the Twin Peaks, and you'll get right through it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All on Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Yeah. P.T. Sinclair goes to the Crystal and Orb shop. We forgot to mention that he is also psychic and knows a little bit of hypnosis. He is really psychic. Like, he does not know how to make a tonic to say, gun to his head, he could not make a real tonic that helps you. Um, He is legitimately psychic. That's right. Yeah. Our snake oil huckster is a legitimate psychic. He does he's not use that as part And he of doesn't his use scam. that for his scams. He just still scams. He, uh, he goes to the Crystal and Orb shop to get information. There's an incredibly extended conversation between him and Bandana Jones and Scoop McCutcheon where it's like, there's actually, I, there's a lot of like power dynamics and like different things going on there that I found very funny. Uh, but he overall gets to like bandana jones finds out that he's psychic and they like she is getting Touch him into mind. like a secret yeah. psychic cult and she says they'll call him later uh we meet sunny egg at the diner he's still alive Fuck. so he's around he's just like a big greasy he's annoying man he's annoying um he wouldn't let me order eggs at the now diner check this out he eats them all this is the absolute beginning of the chain of events that lead for, to what is like the majority of the the majority of the storyline for like the entire time we've been playing. Sure. Out of nowhere, Scoop McCutcheon, who arrived out of nowhere, asks for leads <laughs> from Bandana Jones. She gives Scoop McCutcheon information on a house that is haunted. Remember this as the beginning 
of what becomes like the entire storyline that we have for season one. Uh, so back at the motel, they uh, oh that's that's way later. Hold on, they whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is all over. The place. So they uh no they go to the the haunted house. Everybody starts like meeting up. You know they've been doing various things. Mm-hmm. Um, the house is haunted by the ghosts Tomahawk Garbanzo and their child ghost Bucky Too Lucky. Bucky Too Lucky. They do a seance so that they can talk to them. They find out that there is a real estate mogul in town named Arnold Kokomo who has been uh, haunting houses, getting the owners to sell them for a low price, removing the ghosts, and then selling them at a higher price. So, like, Our ghost first flipping. legitimate fucking storyline, supernatural storyline, is that ghosts are being used for a real estate scam. Yeah. I, like this, that was I a pretty love, good storyline. That was great. It's just dude, like, that's that was on that was just off the cuff, dude. I love that one. Arnold again, Kokomo, we have to reiterate. Like, if this story, though, I don't really think it does seem meandering at this point, like at all. It's a pretty clear like this happens, this happens, this happens. Um, one hundred percent improvised the entire time. Yeah, I've I going back through this. The story is surprisingly unmeandering. It <laughs> seems like everything is a setup for the next thing. Uh, I loved Arnold Kokomo because he wears like a suit and the Hawaiian shirt underwear under un- underneath, and yeah. he like is very good at fighting, and he like wants to fight people. And he was gonna be cool to have to fight, but they just uh, Taylor just ended up shooting him right in the head. They just like yeah. murdered him in cold blood in the middle you, of the motel room. You may notice that pattern with certain people's characters. Yeah, so I'm skipping a lot of details there, but they end up with the bones of. Garbanzo and Tomahawk. So have the in this universe, voice. this is how you control ghosts. By if you have if you own their bones, you you you're stuck with the ghost. Yeah, that's they have to stay within a certain radius of their bones. If it's inside of a container, they can fill that container. So like a house, they can like haunt completely if the bones are inside the house. If they're in a bag like they are with them, they can stay like nearby to them. Uh the bag of bones is also why Seymour the dog starts following you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm gonna skip past all this Arnold Kokomo stuff because oh well, when he shows up, he has his jacket and pants lined with the bone dust of another ghost named uh, Garbon, not Garbanzo. Fucking Bucky too lucky. No, no, it's, no, no. It's no. Like oh, it's their third brother, Gobbert. Yeah, Gobbert. Gobbert, the big brother to Garbanzo, Tomahawk, and Bucky too lucky is Gobbert. Yeah. He's like, and he's like a big asshole. But when they, when they <laughs> real jerk kill Arnold Kokomo, some people go to the to, back to the teens for that night. Other people go to take the bones to bury them and burn them. But they only burn the jacket, and because they, they didn't know the bone dust was also in the pants, which leaves instead of killing Gobbert, it turns him like half sized and like raises his voice register, and they just call him <laughs> Gobbert. Very funny. Uh, that night with the teens shakes out pretty much the same way with Conrad, like strong arming all of them. We find out more of their names, um, but he he tells them that they have to come back again the next night because a bunch of them had scattered, and the ones that he caught, he like is like, "Oh, I did get this is this is a quote from Conrad Hardy that night when people were kind of mad at him for like attacking the teens. <laughs> they were like they had said something along the lines of like we thought you were going to shoot them, and he says quote. No, I would never lay a finger on a child. Under no circumstance would these God-given hands and fingers end up on a child's behind or face. Remember that quote for a little while. First of all, what a quote. 
Hold on. Hold on. Can you do it in the Conrad voice? Though? I can't do the Conrad voice. <laughs> you lived in Michigan, dude. You know, he's clearly what if, what if a Michigander. <laughs> um, I'm going to. What I will do is I will I will slack you this this quote so that you can read it when when it comes back up when it becomes relevant okay, again. Okay, here, uh, put it in the yeah, uh, put it in the chat that uh, that we're talking on right now. Okay, uh, so got it. The next thing that happens <laughs> just popped up and I'm laughing again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, P.T. Sinclair gets. When he when y'all were escaping from when y'all left the motel after fighting Arnold Kokomo, yeah. Which, by the way, we uh, bloodied up a motel room. Something fierce when that happened. So yeah, and uh, the Keep ghosts were telling you guys that like you were going to be thrown into a dungeon for a really long time because of something called a the dungeon. night guard. The not night jail. The, the, a dungeon. The, yeah, the town does not have police. They have something called the night guard, which are like edge lord knights with like John armor. super hard edge lord knights think of google like scary knight evil knight whatever that sure that's the answer they're just fucking edge lords yeah and they ride these big black horses that they awesome. absolutely love uh and pt Sinclair's they absolutely the, love it's it becomes a point like <laughs> it does but just come I'll, on I'll, I'll call it out when it happens um but they're incredibly affectionate for and care for very heavily and yeah <laughs> i love it because pt sinclair just gets the call at the motel room from the psychic cult telling him that he needs to jump out the bathroom window <laughs> and to meet them at this one place and then hangs up on him so he doesn't even have he's the only one in the motel yes. when the knights show up and he yeah, he like is barely able to make it out the bathroom window <laughs> that that is another plot point window. that um P.T. Sinclair admits to Bandana Jones, who owns like a hokum shop, like a yeah, we crystal and orb. Crystal oh, okay, orb yeah. shop. Yeah. Uh, he heads back to that shop, and there's a there's a <laughs> oh man with God. with goat eyes, and he participates in this whole like cult initiation ritual, uh, which is pretty fun. But he's not allowed to talk about this order at all. Like they're psychics, <laughs> and will know if he talks about it. So I'm actively just waiting for him to fuck up and say anything to anybody else so that he can be in a lot of trouble. And it's, I get a special joy out of that. Um, after all the teen stuff, they everybody like meets back up and they head to the mechanic shop where they break in and they find oh the head. The mechanic shop ends up being called uh, Herbs and Spices. I fucking hate this. But it's Herb because the guy's name is Herb and it's like possessive herbs and spices. That's why it's not herb. It's herbs and spices. Herbs uh, and spices. Unfortunately, Herb is dead. They find his head in one of the filing cabinets, and he's got like a cool, like, a, like teeth, Darth Maul crown yeah. thing. Uh, Disgusting. And they, they find out about the uh, his his head is like able to whisper to them, and they find out about the local community board underneath the school that like the mayor is part of. Uh, his minions are the community board. Yeah, that the, board. the city yeah, my- is run by the community board. The community- Headed or involved with the mayor. I think, the I think mayor. Taylor did the voice for the, the head, and he said something along the lines of, like, hell is a local community board. Uh, so they're underneath <laughs> That metaphor school. got taken literally, so now hell of this town is literally the community board. Yeah. Uh, and they... Uh, at this point, well, P.T. Sinclair is on the, his way to the mechanic shop. He runs into Baggy, and this is where in the show we see the flashback to Baggy's backstory, which you all heard at the beginning. Uh, but he, Baggy backstory. hands him a paper bag, like a wet paper bag, and P.T. Sinclair brings it over to Conrad. Uh, Baggy said he is cool with P.T. Sinclair, but he's clearly upset at Conrad. 
when they check the the bag, it is a like a like a liver or spleen that has the bullet sewn into it, the bullet which Conrad shot Baggy with. And they, they it is assumed that it is maybe Baggy's own organ that is in the bag. Unclear at this point. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> after the mechanic shop they go to check out Kokomo's office. They uh there's an alarm ghost named Gilbert. This is they do find out that when this you is, kill a ghost they do get dragged down to hell forever and everybody can see it. It's and very it's like bad. A ghost. Yeah, it's uh it's upsetting for the <laughs> yeah, ghost. Like the the night guard shows up and when they're they're running away in the car, they deploy the acid that I mentioned in Remy's car and the Set acid and pay off, my This dude. is why you think I'm mentioning things that don't need to be mentioned, but it all actually is like you can't pull out any me. of these Jenga blocks. Uh, the acid <laughs> melts the horses that the night guard are on, which deforms them and fuses them together into one monster horse thing called the the Clyde's Chad, is what they start referring to it as. They, For some uh, reason. They then go to play poker with Kokomo's poker buddies. <laughs> we had the, learned uh, that there was a poker game, and then we just... At the house. At yeah. the house that was previously haunted that we had exercised that made us piss off Arnold Kokomo in the first place, which led to us killing Arnold Kokomo. Yeah. This is... In the conversation, the, the poker buddies are named Chad Ketchum, Zerome Beppoli, and Scratchy Tom. Oh! From, from earlier, it's one of them. Uh, this is where they, they ask about the night guards horses and that's where you get the conversation about how much they love those horses yeah uh they you you basically are just getting leads all night and you go to sleep starting day four you go back to the library to solve in three days to to get more information about the mayor you find out that his mayorship is going to end in two months keep that in mind oh fuck we didn't it's been been 18 days we're good Sorry, you're right. It's been no time whatsoever. Yeah, some some of this I've also taken notes so we can bring back to outlaws and old ones because there's a lot of stuff that I need to remind our own group of because we, there's a lot going on. The uh, they find out about the mayor's public speaker Gelnard Frognar and his personal trainer Chat Garrett, <laughs> whose name I cannot emphasize is just because clearly <laughs> one of our big listeners Garrett was in the chat at the time. Chat <laughs> <laughs> Garrett. Uh, <laughs> They go to the school. There's some cool orangutan kids that I like a lot. They're just like half orangutan gross kids. They remind me of, they're like, they got like the faces of uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum from uh, from Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and they got these long ass arms. They The Clyde's Chad is actually in the school and it's only Inside Conrad and P.T. Sinclair that are in. They serve as substitute God. teachers for a little bit. No, 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 no. Conrad serves as a substitute teacher. I can't stress this enough. The <laughs> octogenarian right. goes in to be a student. Because he doesn't learn. have... He never went to school. It's <laughs> the so what's up, fellow kids. Yeah, what's yeah. up, fellow kids. He just what's up, fellow kids them. He he very he is explicit about that he brings a Jansport backpack with him and like, <laughs> like a baseball cap. Unfortunately, the orangutan kids, I think, mostly do not survive. They they no. end up fighting the Clyde's Chad. They get demolished. too strong for them, and they barely escape the school. They go to Dr. Blood Zamenhof's office to get sewed up. Some stuff happens with him, but the point He's is... He's the only doctor in town. Dr. Dr. Blood Zamenhof. He's Dr. Blood sketchy. Zamenhof is incredibly suspicious, but... He's clearly, like, somewhat aroused by blood, whether sexual or not is not super clear. Uh, he has weird science him. things to do on people, but he does seem to actually like heal people when they need it. Yeah, and does not seem he... to be overall evil towards them. 
He, he has is a cautious baby face. We yeah, are he, we are unsure about his true allegiance, but for now he is a baby face. He is you, a good guy. You definitely catch him doing weird experiments with somebody else. Absolutely. The person with like the orifice is all like sewed over we, with flesh. I I have been very lawyerly with my discussions and deals with him. It's That's been a good idea. very specific like well you'll owe me and it's just okay, we'll pay you back in these ways, but not Letting you do experiments, and he gets a very sad face, and we're like, "Yeah, fuck you, dude." Yeah. Uh, afterwards, they have another encounter with the peak monster. They are trying to. It's like not. <laughs> P.T. Sinclair ends up doing like a flip over him. I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> Cause uh, he, oh, because he, he puke, can jump good. Can yeah. Uh, the puke monster is <laughs> overall not evil. It seems he seems like more like an animal that has some sort of affection for P.T. Sinclair. So they're trying to like coax him to to come out of the woods where he's about to run into. But then Baggy from a distance shoots at him, and he runs oh. off into the woods. And uh, Baggy laughs at you guys, and then escapes on his little bicycle. Oh, prick! With a, That's the he's got the small with the little bell. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> on uh, chasing another lead, they head over to Cobra Kai to meet Zarum Bepoli. Co- sorry, Cobra Kai is not <laughs> the TV the name show. Name of a road. There's a type of road in Aurora Bora called a Kai, which is Kai. just like a sneaking like. Twisting, as you can imagine, yeah. in a town like Aurora Boro, which is not only in the woods, in the mountains, but also creepy, a lot of the roads snake around, yeah. thus they're called Kais. And this particular Kai is named Cobra. So That's- I I didn't write down all the addresses, but I love the Cobra Kai adventures because we had addresses for all the houses and there's everybody talking about like, no, I want to head over to 32 Cobra Kai. No, I'm at 16 no, Cobra Kai. He's at three Cobra Kai and that other murder is at eight Cobra Kai. So he's coming over to that one. The point is Arona sent them on a, on, a, on a mission to find a serial killer that is only killing people on that street. Uh, who he refers to as the Cobra Kai killer, but comes to be known as the Banana Man because he's killing and skinning people and leaving their peels behind. Uh, it's actually a very haunting image that we made very silly by calling him the Banana Man. There was a lot of yeah. cool stuff that happened. There's like a lot of light puzzles and mm-hmm. things like fighting like weird like flesh monster things. P.T. Sinclair and I terrified in a kitchen as a small baby runs around <laughs> in the dark that we can't. We're just here. But yeah, just you Oh, fuck. At, at some point, somebody whips that baby at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, they they solve the whole situation, and it's but not in, like it's right as the Banana Man is stabbing Zerone Beppoli. They manage to save him with the dark, help of, dark, of Blood Zamenhof, but they do end up having to kill the Banana Man, so they don't get information on him. But in order to try to find out more of his backstory... There's some clairvoyance that P.T. Sinclair does, which ends up bringing everybody into a weird psychic dimension where they're <laughs> able to see like a like into the past kind of, I think. And they. Uh, yeah. It's like the you psychic. You think you wrote it. What do you mean? Amen. I didn't write Amen. anything. Uh, they s- <laughs> Bandana Jones is there. They're clearly in like the. Well, you don't really know where you are. You're in some sort of like secret base. Of some well, kind. nightmare dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's where you find out that the Banana Man had been communicating with Dr. Janine Schofhausen and that you need to stop Dr. Schofhausen, who's about to... That's how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> the real who's, menace. Who's a danger to the to the town and that uh, the Banana Man was some sort of necromancer. That's what he was doing with the bodies. So uh, 
y'all uh, P.T. Sinclair goes to Bandana Jones's current like shop to talk to her about what happened there, and finds out that she's been kidnapped. Where there's a, because there's a note that says, "Dear P.T. Sinclair, I took her. I took her. Fuck you, you boner. I took her, you bitch. Love, Doctor Janine Chofas." <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Is the 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 cadence of "I took her. I took her." Fuck you, you boner. It, I will never not laugh at that. It, it is, is uh, -ironic, unironically, probably the best piece of poetry I've ever written. It is chef's kiss. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I haven't written a lot of poetry, but uh, the cadence, I do. I, there's something There's something to it's, like it, there. It, You're right. It, yeah, like it just hits right. I cannot iterate enough that when he reads that note, it's at the very end of an episode, and P.T. Sinclair turns to the camera and says, we're in trouble, which I find so funny because it's the beginning of like the very like the the core mini adventure that happens for most of these episodes. Which so is this going. first set of adventures is kind of following leads, following leads, following leads, and now we're getting into really the meat of season one, which is we Doc find out what our first baddie is, and house. it's Doctor Janine Schaffhausen. Yeah, and her haunted mansion. Her that's fucking house, to. dude. They there's a. There's a like a small goblin man who comes on like a old school like uh, horse and buggy carriage thing. Uh, who he we never get his name, but y'all start Correct. calling him Danny Zuko. I think his name does end up being Danny Zuko. Uh, he takes everybody like deep into the woods into the haunted mansion, and they have to give up their weapons to get inside. By weapons, it's very specific, upsetting it's to Conrad. Specifically, <laughs> firearms, not just yes. any weapon. Uh, but Conrad Hardy manages to sneak in a revolver, which is like through. Oh, yeah, we had that, that pretty... sick little, we had that fun little like pass around. Like yeah, like Robin goes in first, and then Conrad manages to like slide him the gun without anybody noticing <laughs> when he's getting patted down for his firearm. Um, they start this game that Doctor Schofhausen has set up, where they have to get a ruby, a sapphire, and an opal that are within her house, and the they're gambling over. Getting each other's souls, yeah. as well as if y'all win, you get to. Uh, there's a few things. It was like, particularly Remy gets to have a date with Arnaldo, the Frankenstein manservant. <laughs> it's Frankenstein manservant, who's seven, eight, nine feet, ten tall. Just he's tall. Varyingly levels of huge. Yeah. Right, but regardless, like we're promised individual prizes against like if we win uh if we lose we forfeit our souls our souls and yeah. we are kind of forced into this arrangement this is kind of cool because they see dr Sh janine schofhausen has like a cool android thing that's like great mouse detective style if you've seen that queen uh they there's a werewolf in a dome like a like a it's an inside stadium kind of where like the top there's like a mechanical moon like fake artificial moon that yeah. comes up that turns them into a werewolf they like run around the, fighting. Uh, the house kind of works like the doors in monsters inc where the doors yeah kind, kind of. of are portals to other spaces you know what i realized it's a lot like uh it's the scooby-doo doors when they're in the hallway and they just keep going yes. back and forth i didn't, never, just, I didn't even realize <laughs> there's like a lot of places it's it seems like the the rooms are built like they're inside the mansion, but they don't make sense like the direction wise, like map wise. They're not like in relation to each other. You might go in one door and come out into the same hallway, they, so or to a different place entirely. Yeah, <laughs> they get the opal from the werewolf. They go to the blood party where it's like a, it's a big party where there's vampires and stuff. There's T.P. Saint Clair, the 
the the main vampire saint Clair. there's gibby three shoes who is another like little goblin guy (laughs) and robin goes up to him and he's like why do they call you give you three shoes you're only wearing two shoes and he pulls a shoe out of his vest and throws it at your face and i love that (laughs) the librarian that i mentioned earlier see she's there she manages they're they're trying to get into the after party which you can only get into by having the most interesting conversation fucking by the way the scariest thing jorge has ever put in front of us was hey on the spot have an interesting (laughs) conversation just oh, I'll, I'd rather just blow my brains out and fucking leave them in the blood party room. Like no, we get the librarian's name, which is Burpa Calico. <sighs> There's some other fun vampires like Janelope, Bernard. None of them Capricorn, are fun. No, they're all dead-eyed psychos. Jack no, Lowe they're Martin. not fun. Guys, we gotta we gotta do something because I'm I, I played this game and I'm getting confused about what's happening. So like we're on a mission to get the three jewels, right? Yes. What part of those three are we gone right now? So like As I said, this the is were- all part get of the opal from the werewolf. Opal from so yeah the opal was from the werewolf round two is interesting conversation is the ruby well, it's, it's, right? from it's this vampire yeah. this whole vampire situation is one yeah you get the yeah, ruby yeah. at the end of it it ends with like having to kill a bunch of vampires yeah uh, they there's a ghost spinoff adventure don't we worry about pretty that. much skip over that don't worry about that. uh there's a cat abomination which I particularly like doesn't come back up as Again, far as I've seen nothing to do uh, with anything. there's a lot of grappling hook puzzles which I love I, th- I thought those were super fun. <laughs> These pu- the puzzles are usually just like you have to they just have to do something with what is available to them and it's like not like a set up puzzle because you know it's all improvised so it ends up being like kind of cool they have to like figure out how to like get yeah. everybody up using one grappling hook and I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, they end up in the snow realm inside of the mansion. Realm. On- <laughs> realm. Fuck, I'm sorry. It's uh, also a thing we popped for. I have too many. Oh, oh, oh. I have too many things I'm going through. The way he said realm. So to get with the the last and the biggest part of getting oh. the 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 last jewel, the sapphire, ends up being a Christmas adventure because it, it was just become December. Which, by the way, we were already in the haunted house was supposed to be a Halloween October adventure. Yeah, that's how long we spent in the house. I thought y'all would be out by we're then, spent- by the end of October. Um, <laughs> they meet a bunch of like random fun Christmas stuff, like the soppy thorax, humbugs, just a gingerbread house with the witch Allison Cromberry. They do. They go up like a like a snow mountain because they're trying to get to Ebenezer Rouge, the evil claymation. warlock. Yeah, like there's great it, stuff. There's a there's a wheel. There's a train with square wheels. Fuck train uh, with square wheels. They get to the Grimbley Grinch's hideout. They fight him. This is where they meet Rudolfo the Red. This is when our friend Chris was available and was voicing NPCs Doing like for me. Doing four different voices at the same time. Yeah, he is every villain slash ambiguous <laughs> ally in the Christmas portion of the Haunted House saga. Yeah, Rud- uh, Rudolfo the Red, Swordsman of the North, is like a like a, a half reindeer, uh, like. It's like DV. He put up a picture where it's like clearly like the deviant art. You it's know, a like furry, furry. It's a reindeer, reindeer. furry. Yeah, Rudolph Very, with like, the the like leather buff. belt and yeah. iron rings on his chest. It is exactly what you think it is. But they get his sword here, as well as they bring him with them, and the sword like whispers to the holder and like wants that uh, increases to blood do loss, horrible things. Uh, to kill the Grinch, they. Use his special, and they also get a snowman buckler, by the way, that uh, Con- uh, Robin has now. They take his, like, express train instead of the square wheel train up to the top ice castle where Ebenezer Rouge is, where there is a New Year's party happening with a giant 
New Year's baby in the middle who has the sapphire in his forehead. They manage to like just climb. They just climb onto the platform and just <laughs> pry just that thing try out. Try it, yeah. Like just... uh, all the party guests start eating the the time baby New Year's baby because the baby's been eating all of the the magic from the year and it's 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 a little complicated. A lot really of lore. Yeah, I was gonna say this that. is way more complicated than I thought it would be. Yeah, a lore that only exists in one room for a, a magic bit. house for yeah. a bit. Yeah, the the room inside the castle, inside the snow <laughs> realm, inside the mansion, inside the woods. Of I'm gonna blow my brains. <laughs> Uh, they on the way out, everything's like exploding, and Rudolfo Rosso and Ebenezer Rouge end up killing each other. He like Thanks, stabs, buddy. he stabs him with his antlers, and the Ebenezer Rouge ice blasts his head clean off. <laughs> so the the party has the sword and the snowman buckler is something to remember. They have a very I love the scene. You guys are escaping from the castle, and you're riding on sleds down the snow mountain like ninja turtle style yes but uh robin renard falls off of his and has to get onto the buckler i use, the, I use this tiny buckler that i've just got barely a cheek on Zipping and i'm just like down yeah. which uh which grinds the snowman face off of the buckler. it's bloody when it comes up by yeah. the way. which used to have ice like freeze people powers it was a insanely a christmas item good yeah. christmas item that is now just simply a small shield. Yeah. Back in the mansion, they now have all three gems. They managed to find Dr. Schofhausen, who clearly wanted to renege on her deal. Arnaldo, her manservant, who has been like making, helping make them play the game and not been an ally this whole time, forces her to uphold her side of the bargain, and they take her He's soul. tough, but fair. But exactly. Fair. I was going to say. He, it's, it's a very quick date with Remy. Uh <laughs> And you guys leave the mansion with Dr. Schofhaus and Soul, who had been like the main yeah. villain. Thus we now far. own her ass. That that has been the shortest explanation so far this episode, but it was definitely like the longest event overall, like the whole mansion. Yeah, like of. the entire holiday season. The the house that we were in and the challenges we faced matched the holiday season that we were in at the time. <laughs> yeah. So the entire haunted house saga is Halloween through New Year's. Thankfully, those adventures were a little bit more self-contained. So there are a lot yes. of really funny stuff that happens in there. There's like the whole I ghost swear. side adventure. There's things. I mean, just you have to be a there. big part of the appeal of this show is just watching these That's people why argue with each other, at yelling at NPCs. It's, like it's yeah, it's it's literally watching like P three the three of us who improvise once a week are two friends John and Emily who are improvisers on their podcast and Shannon who is hilarious yeah you've heard her on here and it's to throw all six of us together and we're just it's two hours of straight improvisation with a goal yeah and we're and we are it's great yelling over each other it is it uh, lots of stuff happens motherfucking pandemonium Danny Zuko outside the mansion has been killed. They find out by Baggy. Baggy has stolen the carriage along with everybody's weapons. They have to walk back to the town fighting wolves. P.T. Sinclair bops one wolf on the nose real good, breaking his snout. Mortal Kombat style. I don't know why. I've died. I have to, I have to formally say that Danny Zuko is dead outside the mansion was definitely the weirdest <laughs> Grease 2 uh, <laughs> elevator pitch, but I think they that's Dude. what they should have gone with. Grease I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's exists. better than the Australian Grease, I was going to say. Grease 2 exists Grease and sucks and doesn't have Danny Zuko. So. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no redeeming quality of Grease 2. It's like Degreasy, the, the next generation, Degreasy, but terrible. It's literally generation. terrible. Because let's be honest, Degrassi, the next generation, was the generation. Anyways, that's they, correct. 
<laughs> they get back to town. To Doctor Zamenhof has created a new inpatient center. It's they stay there for the night. It is now day eight. Day eight of this entire show, by the way. This is where Jarble Broccoli comes in, admitting his daughter Jor Flamenco into the inpatient center because she's not feeling well. They're potato farmers. They find out that it's something that Jorf got from her love interest, Cuppy Gimble, who's a carrot farmer, or like the son of a carrot farmer. The two families are feuding. They, um, you know, classic Hatfield and McCoys. The Gumble, the, gu- the Gimbles, and the war- Warbles. Broccoli, the Flamenco. The broccoli and the Flamencos. That's yeah. right. Jorf, well, no, Jorf Flamenco took her mother's name. So Flamenco is not the family yeah. name. The, what the, the hell bro- is the family name? Broccoli. It's broccoli. The bro- but broccoli to our potato farmer. So like, yeah. yeah, classic Hatfield McCoy broccoli gimbal. Not flamenco broccoli gimbals. You know, yes. Uh, Papa Gimbal shows up. Regular fantastics. Same, uh, he like he falls down and bursts into a bunch of tentacles. And, like he's like a tentacle monster. Scoop yeah. arrives back into town, having some, spent some time with the humbugs from the mansion. <laughs> kind of Jane Goodall with the humbugs for a bit. And then yeah. was transported back to Aurora Boro. Yeah, they find out how to how to test whether people are sick by making them drink blood. They set the whole the whole building on fire, killing uh, Papa Gimble as well as Jor Flamenco. Outside, they find out that uh, that uh, Jarble Broccoli has also been infected, and in killing him, Conrad like <laughs> that Conrad, Conrad okay. the. He kills Jor Flamenco inside of the inpatient center with her own yo-yo. Garrots yeah. her with a yo-yo string. Surprisingly, hey. that is not the not the quote. That is not quote time yet. That she's yeah. still like, she's still oh, like a teen young adult. So yeah. we're working our way down there. When you kill when uh when Conrad when kills you kill. Jarble Broccoli, he first gets like a bunch of his blood onto his blood. face, getting infected. They confirm that with the test. They decide that they need to make sure that they kill all the infected tentacle monster people. As you would. So they head over to the gimbal farm, where there's like a pretty cinematic fight with a with a, a cuppy who has learned how to control the tentacles somewhat and is like want you know is is going full monster all over everybody. There's like a lot of back and forth, like dodging and hitting him with stuff before Conrad finally like has pulled out the lamp and like. <laughs> Plugged, like moved it closer to him, plugged it in again, <laughs> so and then, then like stabbed forward and electrocuted him to death, which I thought was pretty cool. It's a, a good idea. It was just funny. When you also kill uh, the Grimbley Granch, and you do like a monologue that ends with, <laughs> yeah. with it, uh, is it? Yeah, I, I don't um, have the rest of the lines, but it ends with "I am the salt of the earth," and then you just like yeah. stab upwards into <laughs> so, it. Conrad, uh, back in the Christmas time, Conrad has the sword, um, the sword that gives you evil thoughts, and it so quickly takes over Conrad. There is um, that- no taking over. He gives willingly. He is like, yep, absolutely. <laughs> Conrad is fighting the Grimbley Granch, and he makes four dramatic slices, like his four final slices <laughs> over four turns. And I'm like, you know, very good roles. Uh, and he he says each time, um, I, you were gonna say very good I lines. am, yeah, like, uh, oh, I am the wind in the willow, and then he slashes. I am the water through the mountain pass. I am the this fire the in the heart of the patriot. I am the salt of the earth. And he stabs him. I up remember in there. You like it was like the first three that you announced them, and then the last one it was more like a whisper. It's like I am the salt of the salt earth. of the earth, <laughs> and they stab upwards, and everything in here always ends up very b horror because it's like 
where I'm at Hello. mentally with the with uh, with film, so it's just like the explosion of blood all over you. Um, Evil Dead Two, like just fucking blah. I forgot to mention back in the current present at the Gimbal Farm, Can't you snuck into Cuppy's room. And to, to sneak quieter, you got butt-ass naked. So this whole You're fight, you are naked. The only reason that I am naked is because uh, after we get out of the house, I'm covered in blood. And so when we all start to get healed at Blood Zamenhof's, I you know, like relinquish my clothes and I'm wearing nothing but a like a paper hospital gown. And that shit crinkles. So Conrad strips out of that to sneak into the house because despite his his physical appearance... He's quite light on his feet. <laughs> uh, we also we haven't mentioned Remy McSquemmy a lot. It's usually because she's like doing a lot of the like hard work. <laughs> she's just fucking when because uh, she getting she's us like, through these. So it's not a month a day for us. Well, she's like an alcoholic, like <laughs> rough and tumble mechanic with a bat that is now wrapped in nails chains and chains. And base- yeah, fucking yeah. So like this whole time, it's been, it was her grappling hook. She's involved in all the scraps. It's her that is like bashing into the to cuppy gimbal. Um, she has a lot going on. She also like her weird science gadgets are being used when they're appropriate. Constantly. Pretty, I was going to say whenever possible. <laughs> so they kill cuppy gimbal, but they found out that guppy gimbal, his younger brother, is still in the house and is infected. So Conrad takes him and he holds him up like like kids thought like he's like has his arm cupped underneath him i think pretty much right there breaking the the bottom and face uh promise but then takes him down uh, i'm not laying hands i'm sure, holding sure. a child <laughs> just formally uh, saying i've got a coat on i'm no longer naked just at this point. saying well, every, he does have a trench coat on. that's well everybody else is exploring the house conrad hardy takes the uh, guppy gimbal to to the freezer Freeze. yeah. where he finds six differently colored vials of which i very quickly came up with effects and randomize them based on and they everybody else is finding the notebook that explains it what they to do exactly in the basement of the house and how to do because yeah. it was they were trying to the, the gimbal family was trying to make bigger carrots so that they could outsell that's all the it potato was farmers. that's <laughs> all they ended was. up making tentacle monsters horrible yeah. many tentacled rapists from hell yes they there's family portraits upstairs that show that the <laughs> wife clearly left the family or died and Everybody else, when I said that, they were like, oh, I thought he was trying to bring back his wife. And I was like, that, you know, that would have been a good, a better idea. But I already had the carrot thing in my mind from way before I came up with the, I think, but the, I think Taylor says the line or it's, uh, I'll, I'll let a thousand wives die if I get these carrots bigger or something like that. Which I love. Uh, so Conrad oh. Hardy is force feeding, he's both. Chugging vials and not for, they're doing Fair shots. Enough. They're ju- they're like the kid wanted juice. He found colored liquids. They drank them together. They had already made him drink blood too, so it's not so out of character. But they uh, they drink those vials, and then one of them does kill the the child. Instant um, deaths him. Yeah, and so what was that quote, Taylor? Ah, uh, boy. <laughs> No, I would never lay a finger on a child. Under no circumstance would these God-given hands and fingers end up on a child's behind her face. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's very, very directly. Massive. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I didn't lay. Moment. I didn't lay hands on that child. You and um, one. And I didn't. I didn't, especially not on his behind her face one, in any sort of physical way. You did. And uh, two. No, I didn't. You no, did. I didn't. 
No, I like I don't have to tell you, man. Like I held up a kid on his bottom end face. No, no, but that's not the same as. I know, I know. Lay these hands. It's just funny because we can be shitty about it. Absolutely. I know. I just want to be very clear that like Conrad. Hardy has killed a lot of people, but he said he wasn't going to kill a he kid, not and he did not on purpose kill that saying, kid. He has not intentionally killed a child. Yeah. Unless you consider that teen a child. You did yo-yo string uh, Jor Flamenco. You garroted Jor Flamenco. Oh, but she was a tentacle that monster was a, no, at that no, point. No, the extenuating no, 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 no. circumstances. Extenuating circumstances. That was circumstances. a snuff film. That was a snuff film we watched. Uh, Conrad has been pushed to the edge. That was a, a video bit. nasty. You've also shot every, almost every member of our own party. F- with good reason, every single Literally, time. one of them was a complete accident, and the other one, oh, uh, everyone I did was forget. vehemently I, the telling you that he was okay. And you the went, reason I'm I mentioned that, anyway. he, that he sneaks the revolver into the haunted house is because later on, he missed the episodes with the vampires, and so when they're back and they're all together... He, they're talking about the vampires, and he looks at P.T. Sinclair, and he's like, are you a vampire? And he doesn't, like, immediately answer he's no, and like, so he Conrad Hardy shoots P.T. Sinclair. And it leads to you a know very, that classic way to defeat a vampire? That's, uh, and that, that's where we have, like, the Emmy Award-winning scene. Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, very, very oh, emotional. It's a really good scene. Uh, you, there's some, some real... Real good bits of acting that it's, happen in this show. It's upsetting because I'm I have to skip so many things that I love. Like for example, this whole the whole farm adventure. There's an it's, I just have this vision of everybody's in Broccoli's truck that they took from him, and Conrad Hardy is in the back because he's infected, and everybody's in the front. And PT Sinclair has the the shotgun, and he's walking around in just his uh his hospital, hospital gown. gown. With holding the IV, IV thing because he got really hurt during the haunted house adventures, and he has like the shotgun in one hand. And there's so Robin good. Renard getting like the, the, the bale of hay. There we go. There we go. I mispronounced it. it caused Brian to mispronounce it, and then I was pretty sure mispronounced. Eighty percent certain Jorge and I had a collective stroke. Like yeah. we had either like a tandem. Because I was, was like, yeah, absolutely, and it was just like. But everyone else I started like, saying "Hail of Bay," and I was like, "Yeah, Hail of Bay, absolutely." And everyone was like, "What the fuck?" Are you and I still I, like about? I can't I can't hear the I difference. Yeah, I have so, to actively think about this it. This is realm all over I'm again. I'm stepping dude. on. I'm tapping. I'm using my toe to test the level of thickness on this frozen lake. I'm just like, please don't. Yeah. So there, there's a million things I love. We're missing a lot of the funny bits. Uh, but that <laughs> that's they, not good. After, after killing Guppy, they bury him. And it like it is implied that Blood Zamenhof is able to make the antidote that they find in the notebook, and they spend the next like I think what like eighteen days, sixteen days, something no, like that. No, eight, eight, eight days. days, eight days, uh, recovering under Zamenhof's mm-hmm. uh, care, and so that everybody can be healed up and like closing out season one with. Some but of that's those- what you got in the first season of Outlaws and Old Ones. You have. Strange shadow government, which is implied. You see, like, horrifying monsters, a haunted house, a serial killer, um, a Christmas episode, some holiday specials, and after that big finale, we have the smaller, like, last two episodes of the season, which are fighting the evil tentacle monsters on the farm. Yeah. It was a pretty goddamn good season. Some storylines that are still open, yeah, are the mayor and the local community board trying to... Remy really wants to get the mechanic shop, so that's ongoing. The well, peak like, monster's still out there. Baggy's out there. The psychic cult. The night guard. There's a few that 
people that you cross by that you haven't gone back to check up on like there's the jogging woman and thomas pickles and <laughs> i'm gonna i'm just gonna have to point it out but at the end of the vampire portion of the adventure you did not see or find the bodies of burpa calico or bernard capricorn correct so there this are is, yeah. that's that's only like the ones i was like picking up as i was reading back through the notes there are, there are like a few other storylines that they've opened i was up gonna there, say so. you don't just blow every fucking hook you get in season one at the end of the season you get series long arcs here you know like, oh yeah no that's that i'm letting i'm letting everybody else know there are, it's like we're not starting fresh season two there's like we're gonna hit the ground running there's gonna be a bunch of stuff we got to do it's still fully sandbox so everybody can just choose not to go on any of these and check out something that's, else that's too. the thing all of these started by us going hey let's do this thing like but if anything that you heard tonight um or today whenever you're listening in whoa the or at home um sounds interesting like you have the power to shape this story with us all you got to do is tune in every week on twitch.tv slash the outlaws network <laughs> at 7 p.m in. eastern yes it's yeah. it's super fun especially when we when we get a good number of people in the chat everybody's chit-chatting and i Pretty much anything that anybody says in the chat if, makes it into the show. If there is a whiff from the chat, Jorge is like, I am sometimes I repurpose it. just random comments into dialogue <laughs> for NPCs. I get a big kick out of it. Absolutely. So that's that is that. Is there anything else that y'all wanted to to mention in particular now that we have gotten the full? <laughs> storyline out that i had to sprint through to get. <laughs> i was gonna say just or hey just it's a big hands on his knees fucking out of breath just okay Woo. okay anything else that was the entire season <laughs> oh my god um no all those I'm, things were important i'm good they all everything was great that's it everything was beautiful and nothing hurt yeah that was uh that's season one I think a lot of this was to get you guys, because we love you, interested in watching our other project, which is also fun, and we love it. We, so if you want us to love you, you will watch it. Do it. That's the best way to talk to us and get immediate feedback. Like right now, you're thinking you want to say something, and I can't, you can't get me to respond to it like right away. You can Instagram exactly. us. We're always responsive there, but like this, that's the best way to get us to right all, away. All your snarky comments fall on deaf ears on this podcast. Yes. But Yeah. Please come by. You can get them in. Anyways, on the topic Anyways. of outlaws and old ones, are we friends? Yeah. Oh, well, if I were to put a oh, number mother on it, of let's say you know what? No. number no. one now and it's number no. 10, now 10 it's being no. the highest, obviously, because no. 10 is a higher number, so and one get, being a lower number. I would stop. say I would give us, if I were to say between those two numbers, one and 10 being the numbers that I had said, 10 again, the highest, I would give it a probably about a nine. So I would be in no other position than to say yes. Yes, I think we are friends on it, but not just, you know, any kind of friend. You know, I think Please. a nine, a 90 percent would would sort of warrant the sort of friend that, you know, one would call bosom buddies, you know, womb to tomb, worm to sperm sort of friend. So, yes, I would say, in my opinion, if I were asked my opinion, and I don't want to be rude here, you just tell me if I'm going on. Going but I would on. say, You're in my opinion, oh, okay, then I'm finishing <laughs> up, I promise. I don't want to keep you. That, yeah, we would certainly be friends. Um, now nobody's going to watch the show. I was going to say, gonna I, no, that, I, that's a good I, idea of what Conrad is, Hardy's this is like. What I'd like this, I'd like to say two things. Um, one, my answer is now no. <laughs> and two, if you didn't like that, don't don't go there. Don't don't go to Twitch. Don't go to twitch.tv slash the outlaws network. Don't do it. 
people usually stop him from rambling for that long. That <laughs> we was have that four was four pretty... other people to hold him you get, back. You get the gist of it, and then somebody's usually like, "Stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> this fucking strict school teacher comes out of someone, and a ruler just hits a desk for some reason. <laughs> cool. Very so uh, good. unless awesome. we have any other segments, that's that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Yep. Uh, we got a quick, uh, quick coming around the mountain when she comes. Kids corner. You can cut that in post. So I am cutting this that. week. <laughs> this week we had a couple of people like really respond um, to a bunch of things that we said on Instagram, and I just want to roll through a couple really quick. Cool. The thing that really got a lot of traction was uh, a, a picture of me and Brian Stop. when we are yes. about yes. 16, 17. I think I'm fifteen and he's seventeen, like or maybe that. sixteen, seventeen. Sixteen, seventeen. I think is in the, there. Makes more sense. But anyway, maybe like ten people decided just wanted to stop by and say. Babies, <laughs> it, was, it was very fun. So thank you guys so much. We love that shit. Um, always comment because we respond every single time if we can. Tell us how um, good we used to look. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and don't make yeah. But yeah, um, so thank you everybody who reached out on Instagram this week. Um, we love you, and we are going to be posting on Instagram continually more. Um, gonna be posting on twitter and instagram both of which are at underscore are we friends all one word we are also going to be posting our weekly episodes on our website r dash we dash friends.com thank you boys i have been your kindly portly might even say hearty co-host taylor i have been your Circus Ringmaster, co-co-host Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we will play Call of Cthulhu with you later this week at 7 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network. See you later, fuckers! <laughs>